Good morning from Specialist Sales. Good morning from Consumer Staples. We've got Coca-Cola European Partners results on the tape. Q1 organic sales growth down 4% versus consensus down 3.7%. Uh, dividends being deferred, no surprise there. I think the important number is the total volume decline for the five COVID-affected weeks to April 17th where volume is in a range of down 20 to down 40. That's the kind of model we, modelling we've been doing and is consistent with our realistic worst-case thinking. We think the stocks have more than priced this in. We are below consensus for the year, uh, but again, I think that the stocks have more than reflected that. Um, also today, you'll get US Nielsen data at 12.30 UK time. Uh, we'll be very focused on cigarettes, on health and hygiene, uh, and on spirits for obvious reasons. We remain very bullish tobacco uh, and negative on spirits, as you know. And on Imperial, they got the cigar business away yesterday, which is a useful lift to sentiment uh, at a price that wasn't a great surprise to the market. Good morning from Healthcare. We kick us off with uh, Novartis results, uh, which on the headlines uh, were a beat on sales and EPS uh, guidance has been confirmed. This is very much in line with what we've seen with every single pharma company uh, through the, the uh, Q1 season. Uh, and also every single pharma company that presented that kind of result uh, outperformed on the day. So will that trend continue? Let's see. Uh, Elector cutting guidance, uh, entirely unsurprising. There were expectations of a cut even before the crisis, uh, and obviously flagging that orders have collapsed. Uh, that uh, is entirely unsurprising. Perhaps sentiment is actually so weak uh, that the stock could trade up on this news. Uh, and also an indication of what's going to happen to health and ears, a stock that uh, defies logic. Uh, we have a number of updates, including generic updates for February from uh, Brian Tenquillet. Uh, and uh, I'll round it out uh, with that. Thank you very much. Morning from Jeffrey's Financials. Key uh, focus today is earnings from through the large caps in the sector. UBS topped the list um, with a very strong uh, performance net net profit up to $1.6 billion in the quarter by 40%. They had pre-released a number last week or a couple of weeks ago, and this is actually slightly ahead of that with um, key standout in the uh, global wealth management business. Transaction revenues there were up 41% year on year, which really is phenomenal. And uh, it's a very strong read-through into our bullish call on Julius Baer. But on top of that, the, the capital guidance for the CT1 to remain around the 13% level over the course of the year it really does stand out relative to peers. So UBS, top stock today. HSBC um, taking higher impairment charges. It's a hard one to call in that sense there. But we'll look at 10% down degrees on the stock, but capital strong at 14.6. Santander still bottom of the rung in our view. This is Bruna from Industrials. ABB results out. It's a 13% miss on operational EBITDA, but beat on margins. Orders also beat consensus by 10%. And company expects orders and revenues to decline in all businesses, with robotics and discrete automation expected to decline by more than 30% year-on-year. Management still plans to complete the divestment of power grids at the end of Q2. Conti revised preliminary Q1 results upwards last night. Group sales went up by 5%. Adjusted EBIT margin was 4.4 versus 2 to 3% before. Both groups were better than published in early April and final Q1 results on 7th of May. Philippe downgrades Ferrari to underperform. If recession hits, there is significant downside as the big re-rating against a declining ROIC doesn't make much sense. With no visibility on F1 improving, ROIC not returning to 2017 levels before 2023 and 1-2% free cash flow yields, investors are not paid enough to wait and test resilience. 
Good morning from Mark Hoffler in Resources. A few things to be flagging this morning in Energy. Uh, on the research side, Mark Wilson has made some quite punchy downgrades to AkaBP and Lundin Energy. Those two names are quite significantly backed in the market, and so that is a little bit controversial, uh, even if he is pointing to a very full uh, valuations at the moment. In terms of results, we have BP numbers at the operating level a little bit ahead of the consensus. Cash flow number was in line, but gearing is rising quite rapidly and the dividend is unchanged. The dividend is significant because I think there was a debate around if there would be a cut today and if that would be positive or negative on the share price. Finally, just in oil, uh, it's worth flagging how the USO, uh, the very significantly backed um, US commodity ETF, uh, has uh, shifted a lot of their expiries and I think that explains some of the weird moves we've seen in WTI uh, over the last 24 hours. Hi, it's Alex Turner on the discretionary consumer names. An announcement from MS cutting the divvy, uh, but they have managed to increase credit facility to relax upcoming covenants, also eligible for the government CCFF scheme. Caveating this, though, are comments that food has been adversely affected by lockdown. We have UK Kantar at 8am. We expect a negative number, given that we should see two weeks of destocking in here. Carrefour is after the close. We remain concerned with European pressure in hypers, but note the Brazil number has come in ahead of consensus. Same Sainsbury's, we remain buyers. Bloomberg is saying we've downgraded to a sell, but we're buying into the finals this Thursday. Adidas remaining a hold. We cut estimates post yesterday as we're still concerned on the short-term earnings risk and high cash burn. Over in leisure, Becky has a big note out on travel and transport names. Having done a cash burn analysis that gives comfort around liquidity and balance sheets, we're upgrading go-ahead to buy. We're double upgrading stagecoach to buy and reiterating our buy on National Express.